The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Each year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they had completed its days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, they journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances. But not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I have always wrestled with this gospel. It's not easy to understand when you look at it at first. And for those of you who pray the rosary, you know that this is the fifth joyful mystery. But it didn't start out joyful, did it? I mean, they, Jesus, or rather Mary and Joseph, they lost Jesus. And they were looking for him with great anxiety, Mary said. And then Jesus' response is really puzzling. Why were you looking for me? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we lost you. We were concerned. Should we not have looked for you? And then he adds this. And I think for me today, as I was praying about this, this is what I want to focus on. Today, Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. And then it adds here that Mary kept all these things in her heart. And they go back to Nazareth for another 18 years, basically. And it wasn't until Jesus was about 30 that he started his public ministry. So this is really the only episode we have recorded after the Holy Family gets back to Nazareth, after having been in Bethlehem, of course, and in Egypt, and then they settle finally in Nazareth. And technically speaking, this gospel doesn't even take place in Nazareth, it takes place in Jerusalem. But all that to say, Jesus had to be in his father's house. And I thought about that. Here we are in God's house. So we can relate to this a little bit. 
coming here to church this morning. However, they were in Jerusalem at the temple. So I was trying to think of an analogy for us Catholics today. And I think the best image I can think of is St. Peter's in Rome. Anybody here ever been to St. Peter's Basilica in Rome? Some of you, okay. So that arguably for us Catholics is the most important church in the world. The most famous, anyway, St. Peter's in Rome. And for those of you who have been there, you can probably remember what it was like when you first walked in. It's very impressive. It is huge. You could probably fit, I don't know, 40 of these inside of St. Peter's. As you walk down the main nave, they have on the floor marked where different churches throughout the world that are famous measure up. For example, St. Patrick's in Manhattan, uh, Notre Dame in, in Paris, and, and they don't even come close. So it's so big, so massive, and it, it's, it symbolizes for us so much history. St. Peter, the first pope, was martyred at that site and buried there. And so it's, it's very significant. Anyway, the point being that for the Jews, the temple was the most important place for their religion. It wasn't just one temple among many. It was the temple. And what they would have had in Nazareth is a synagogue. So you might say this on an equivalent basis is the synagogue for us. It's our local church, our local temple where we worship. So this was a significant pilgrimage to go to the temple. And here's the child Jesus, already in a sense coming into his own, because for the Jews to already be 12 years old was essentially equivalent to being an adult already. And what's on his mind, what's in his heart as the Savior of the world, as the Messiah, as the Christ? What's one of the reasons why he came? Well, to reveal the Father's love to the world. To show us the Father. He was love incarnate. The Word made flesh, as St. John tells us. So God made man. Isn't that what we're celebrating in these days, during this Christmas octave? God made man. And so God wanting to dwell with his people. Because God didn't have to do that. God could have saved us in any number of ways. However, he chose to do it. But he chose to do it by becoming one of us. To redeem our fallen nature. To raise us up to become children of God. St. Augustine calls that the great exchange. God became a man so that we, men and women, could become children of God in the order of grace, through faith. That's what we have become. Children of God. God made us that. 
But he did it in a very amazing way by dwelling among us, by living in our midst, and then by choosing to stay in our midst through his church and and especially through the sacraments. God with us. He's still with us. And I was praying with a line from a song today, and I I hope it touches your heart the way it touched mine. In the song, the people who are singing it are really singing it to God. And they're saying, there's no place I would rather be. Maybe you know that song, right? No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be than here in your love. Here in your love. Anybody know that one? Maybe we can sing it for communion if you know. I hope that didn't hurt too badly. But as I was having that line go through my head today, it was the Lord who was singing it to me. And I think the Lord just wants us all to hear that coming from him. That there's no place he would rather be than right here, right now, with you and with me. He's saying that to you. There's no place I would rather be. And then when he comes to you in Holy Communion, let him speak that to your heart today. There's no place I would rather be than in your heart. I want to come to you today. And I want to stay with you. I'm not going anywhere. And that's what he's doing there in the Father's house. Because ultimately, what is Jesus, the divine bridegroom, wanting to do? In some of our Christmas antiphons, if you were following the liturgy of the hours, the prayer of the church, some of the Phrases that introduce the Psalms speak about the divine bridegroom coming from heaven as if coming from his chamber. Looking, coming for his bride, the church, that's us. And so he comes as the divine bridegroom to take us his bride. Where? Where is he taking us? Ultimately, back to the father's house. To heaven. He's taken us to heaven. That's where we're all going. Ultimately, that's where we're all going. And so, Jesus, even as a 12-year-old, has this very clear in his mind and in his heart. And even that caught Mary and Joseph by surprise. They didn't understand it. There are so many things that happen to us on our journey to the Father's house that we don't understand. Can I get an amen? <laughs> right? Especially for those of us in this community and in, in our neighboring community of Oxford, right? There's, there's things that happen that make no sense, that we don't understand. And we all have personal stories, sickness, trials, tribulations of all kinds that sometimes we don't understand. 
Sometimes things happen under our roof, the home that we grow up in, that we don't understand, especially when we're kids. And then when we, you know, you parents raise families, things happen that you may not understand. And that's hard. I think Mary gives us the key, though, to persevering and to grow in understanding. And that is, she kept all these things in her heart. So she pondered them in her heart. She prayed about them, in other words. She kept bringing it to God and asking for understanding, asking for wisdom, asking for prudence and and for hope and for perseverance, asking for everything that she needed for her and Joseph to raise Jesus. And you can't help but think that the three days that he was lost, was foreshadowing what? His three days in the tomb, right? That was another very difficult time that a lot of the disciples had a very hard time with. In fact, what did most of them do? They ran away. They were like, this is too much. But who was standing there? Mary, Mary Magdalene, John, They were standing there at the foot of the cross because they had, perhaps like nobody else, kept all of these things, all of the things that Jesus said in their hearts. And Mary knew on some level that this had to happen, but that it wasn't the end of the story standing at the foot of the cross. She had this hope that had been instilled in her by God that Jesus was going to rise from the dead and that everything was going to be okay. As painful as that moment was. And so I think therein lies a lesson too for all of us. That no matter what we may be going through, there's always hope. There's always hope. And our ultimate hope, again, is being reunited with God in heaven. That's the greatest healing that we're going to experience. That's the greatest joy, the greatest peace that we will experience. It's in heaven. And so as families, we're called to support one another. We're called to encourage one another. In that second reading today, Paul gives all kinds of great advice. And you could see there how he emphasized forgiveness. Forgiveness being so important. We all need to be forgiven. And we're all called to forgive one another. Not always easy, right? Not always easy. But I read something recently that might help. And that is, to forgive is not a feeling. Because let's face it, sometimes we don't feel like forgiving but it's essentially not to hold something against somebody forever, but to let it go. And so it's a decision. I'm not going to hold this against so-and-so. 
It doesn't mean that you have to just dismiss it. But what God is asking us to do is to give it to him and to let him and his mercy and his justice take care of it. And not to hold it against that person, not to condemn that person. You can condemn what they did because God hates the sin. God hates the sin, but he always loves the sinner and wants the sinner to come back, to be reconciled. He wants us all in the Father's house. At the end of time, he wants us all in the Father's house. And let's face it, sometimes we just don't know God the way he wants us to know him. Other people that we know don't know God the way that we know God. We're all here on a Sunday morning, right after Christmas. A lot of people probably said, but I just went to Mass, why do I need to go again, you know? But, but thank God you're all here today. Which says to me, you all know God pretty well. And you have a love for God that brought you here this morning. Well, let's pray that we can all get to know him even better. And let's pray that through our lives, other people can come to know him as well. That they would even be inspired to ask us, hey, you know God? Because they would be intrigued by the way that we carry ourselves, by the way that we speak, by the way that we act. They would be inspired through us to ask about our faith, what motivates us. And so let's pray today to Joseph and Mary. Let's ask the Holy Family to intercede for all of us, for all of our families, for your families, that they would be true domestic churches in a sense, where the peace of Christ would reign and where there would be forgiveness and understanding and patience and gratitude so that you could all come to know God's love through one another and that from there we could go out and spread this good news, which is great joy for all people. That today and every day, God is with us and that there's no place he would rather be than here with you. Amen.